0: with your host, John Rush.
5: All right, we are back. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it very much. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560, hour number three is upon us. And spent that last hour really talking about, you know, what should Donald Trump do differently moving forward if he's going to win the nominee and then go on to win the election. And I honestly tried to do that as just matter-of-factly as I could and You know, non emotional and just talking about the things that need to take place. Andy called in towards the end and commented on the fact that in some cases, in a lot of cases, this comes down to his base. And I cannot disagree with that. So to dovetail into yesterday, and I mentioned what happened with the Colorado GOP and the assembly meeting or the Executive meeting they had last Saturday, and the outcome of the number seven item on the list, which was the decision automatically at the General Assembly, which I am not in favor of. And some folks probably disagree with me on that. I'm also not in favor of doing proxy voting because there were some, I've been reading some of the. Chats that are out there and different things going on and so on, and some are saying, well, let's just let's allow people to vote via proxy or, you know, let's do some things differently along those lines so that we get to the 75 percent threshold and let's do it differently. And, And I need to also make sure that I note that it's Colorado law that sets these things in place as to what needs to happen inside the party. These aren't party rules. These are Colorado laws. I want to make sure I, I, I didn't say that yesterday, and I needed to make sure that I did. Here's personally why I don't like proxy voting. Now, all of you may have a different opinion on this. I've sat on many, many boards in the past, served in many different capacities on some of those boards, everything from just a board member to a president, VP, treasurer, you name it. So I've kind of been through the whole gamut when it comes to different boards and things and have been through a lot of Rules of Roberts meetings. Robert's Rules. Sorry, Charlie. Robert's Rules for a meeting. And how things are supposed to be run and handled and done and so on. And most of them, there are a few exceptions, but most don't allow proxy voting. And here's my feeling on proxy voting. Some of you, again, if you want to call in on this and give give me your opinion, feel free. I don't like proxy voting, number one, because the voter misses all discussion regarding the item being voted on. And in some cases, things are brought up that no one mentioned before. This is missed when you hand your vote over. In other words, you're not there for the discussion that leads up to the vote, which sometimes there's some really good discussions and things that go on and things that are presented that maybe no one else even thought about prior to that vote happening. I've been in these meetings. I know what this is like, folks. Things that really maybe no one thought about, and that's why you have more than one person deciding, So you have multiples of people. Some cases, I've been on boards where there's been 15, 16, 18 members. Even in that small of a group, there will be things that are brought up last minute that no one else thought about. And in a lot of cases, you can see the entire room kind of sit back and say, hmm, never thought about that one. And it may change the way certain people vote. It may not, but it may. Point being, when you give your vote, you proxy it to someone else, you don't have that chance. And if you'd been sitting there... You may have changed your vote in what you thought should be the outcome if you'd been sitting there. So you, you don't have that ability in a proxy. Number two. The voter is now trusting their vote with someone they may or may not that may or may not do what they would have done. Especially after hearing what I just said in number one. You may give your vote to somebody that no matter what, they're bound to determine that they're going to vote X on that. Proposal, no matter what, period, no matter what else comes up. They're just in dyed in the wool, I'm going to vote this way. And you gave your vote to them. So even though there was some compelling things that came up that may change that vote or even your vote, you proxied it to someone else, you don't get that option now. It's a done deal. Number two reason why I don't like proxy votes. Number three, this one I think is probably more important than the other two. It can put one person in a place of importance they don't deserve. For example, they run around prior to a meeting and gather as many proxy votes as they can, therefore giving them more power at said meeting. Now, some of you would say, well, who would do that? I know a lot of people that would do that. They know for, okay, if we've got proxy votes coming up and I can get 30 or 40 of them in my back pocket, And I now have more power than Joe sitting over here next to me that may only have one or two. I now have more power at the meeting than he has or she has. If you don't think that I'm talking crazy, I'm not talking crazy, folks. These things can happen. Guaranteed. And in a lot of corporate settings where they allow proxy votes, this is exactly what happens. If you don't believe me, watch a show like Billions. If you don't believe me. And see what happens in some of those settings. And it will tell you exactly what I just said does happen. Now, not saying Billions is all truthful because it's a show, it's a drama, and they elaborate a lot, I'm sure. But trust me, you give someone enough ability to run around and gather up proxy votes and give them more power at said meeting than everybody else has. If you don't think for a second they're going to wield that, think again. They sure will. So, some of you out there are thinking, let's change the bylaws as far as the state party goes to where we can just proxy vote instead of having, you know, since what didn't happen, what happened Saturday is it didn't pass. So currently it still stays the same. If you don't show up, it's a no vote. I would venture to guess you'll see a vote here in the future that says, okay, then let's just allow proxy votes. If you're not going to show up, you can give your vote to someone else. I don't, I don't no, That's a no for me as well because of what I just said. I would never allow someone in this particular setting to vote on a proxy. you're not going to be there, you you don't get a vote. It's a done deal. You're, you're You're not getting counted. Now, again, a lot of you disagree with me in these different points, but I would, again, encourage you to really sit back and say, how many of these types of matters have I been involved in? How many tough meetings have I sat in where there was a tough decision being made where there were different people voting and there were things discussed towards the very end that may have even changed some people's votes, would you have felt comfortable having, a, having somebody there with a bunch of additional proxy votes for the people that didn't show up? And, in, and I know a lot of you out there listening right now would probably think back and say, well, no, I probably wouldn't have wanted that then. So again, I just wanted to explain if and when this comes back around again, because I think it will. Would I be in favor of proxy voting? No. Absolutely, positively not. For the three main reasons, I could probably think of others, but those are the three main reasons I thought of as to why I would never allow proxy voting, in this particular setting especially, because your outcome could even be worse that way than even saying every vote's a yes. And those of you thinking proxy votes would be the way to go, that could end up biting you as well. So be careful what you wish for when it comes to some of those things. Flesh Law. Speaking of laws and rules and how things are run and so on, that's Kevin's forte. He's never afraid to go to court. He wants to help you with whatever legal matter you've got going on. He's my attorney. Uh, He can be yours as well, 303-806-8886.
1: Here's why you need personal injury attorney Kevin Flesh on your side. He understands the way the jury thinks. In the context of a personal injury case, you've been hurt by someone else's negligence. The idea is that you're going to try to recover so that you can get back to where you were just prior to that incident occurring. What that really means from a jurist perspective is that you're going to be asking them to award you money. So when we talk about fairness, we're talking about six people that you don't know. Those six people view the evidence and make a unanimous decision that will decide what the fair value is. When you're the one who's hurt, you have a good idea of what you think it's worth. The question is, can you persuade those other individuals whom you don't know and were witnesses to believe that's what the case is worth? Kevin Flesh understands the way the jury thinks. Call now for a free consultation, 303-806-8886. Flesh and Beck Law. They get results.
5: If you've got any kind of an electrical problem, Absolute Electrical, Plumbing, Heating, and Air will help you with that as well. They can do the Quiet Cool system also, which is a big discount right now. But if you've got an electrical problem, they'd love to help as well. Find them at klzradio.com.
4: When your air conditioning isn't working properly, you're sticky, hot, and miserable, and you just want it fixed fast. Absolute Electrical, Plumbing, Heating, and Air have the staff, vehicles, and inventory to do the job right, right now. Smaller companies often have to order parts or come back another day to finish. But Absolute has the staff to repair your AC typically on the same day. Even if you need an entirely new HVAC system installed, in many cases they can do that by the next day. Absolute's highly qualified technicians also have best-in-class support back in their office in the rare case they hit a snag and need assistance. This means that you don't just get one tech. You have a whole team of techs who will help get your home cooled off without unnecessary delays. Right now, for KLZ listeners, Absolute will take off up to $500 for a full AC furnace install. Reach out to Absolute Electrical Plumbing Heating and Air today at klzradio.com absolute and get cool fast.
6: For quality and service beyond compare. Electrical, heating and
4: air. This is Josh with
3: Business Equipment Service. Here's a message from one of our satisfied customers. Jane with Faith Church in Loveland said, I have worked with Business Equipment Service for almost seven years. As office manager, I will not change service providers. BES offers excellent service and I recommend them to anyone who asks. If you are looking into purchasing office equipment or have a problem with equipment you currently have, Give us a call at 303-825-5664.
5: Putting reason into your afternoon drive. This is John Rush. All right, we are back. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Conrad, what's going on? You know, you're probably going to give me some grief about this, but I had to leave
2: that meeting early uh, last week because I had to get on to take care of Rush, my little dog, and his wasn't here but i handed my proxy i did a proxy i already filled out the ballot to vote no on that number seven but i gave it to our chairman and voted that way but i the, my main reason is i want to i want to close our primaries i don't want to have the have the democrats crossing over that that's why that's why we got a democrat governor again you know i really you may not not agree with me but i really think that greg lopez has would have been governor if if uh, we would have had, had a closed primary instead of them all getting in there. You well,
5: know? unfortunately, Conrad, and I love you, and you know that Greg couldn't have beat Polis either. You don't think so? No. Nope. Sorry. So that's and, okay. and and by the way, I I agree with you. I I don't like having independents and or individuals that can claim to be an independent that are somebody from the left infiltrate and vote in our primary. I don't like it either. Um, I voted no when that came up on the state ballot. Of course, me and many, many others voted no as well. The problem is we were outnumbered and because it made its way onto the ballot. And again, Connor, I'm going to go all the way back. This is, again, uh, this is a party leadership failure from the get-go. If we didn't disenfranchise people like we do at times, that would have never made it onto our ballot in the first place.
2: I totally agree with you. You're, You're absolutely right. We've had poor leadership for several years. That's why I know you didn't want to do it, but I've encouraged you to to step up. And and there's another guy that you know, he's a, the head of the Rocky Mountain Republic up here in Evergreen. His name Rich uh, Wyatt, and I've been encouraging him too to uh, you know to maybe try to run for you guys. Both would be do a fantastic well, and I, job. Well, and I
5: appreciate your vote of confidence, Conrad. And on, uh, right now, what leadership has got to do in Colorado, and you know this, and you know exactly what I'm going to say. We've got to figure out a way to take these three – I think there's three splinters in the party in Colorado right now. Somehow, some way, you've got to gather those three together, and it is a monumental task, and I will be quite honest, it's not happening as we speak.
2: You're right. We form a, a circular firing squad. Yep. You know, I'll give the Dems credit about one thing. I, I despise yep. them. Yep. Yeah, but they they stick together no matter what. They they will. Yep. You know, they'll stick together. You, and you, we, they, they may not.
5: Is, they may hate each other, Conrad. At the end of the day, but when it comes to things like this, they still stick together.
2: Yeah, and we need. To, and I've said that I preach this for years. I've been doing this since 1994, John. And I've and it just doesn't seem like it. They they can't. The people just can't seem to get it that we need to, to stick together yes. like they do.
5: Yes. No. No. You know? Conrad, you are, you are a thousand percent correct. We have got to do a better job if we're going to win this country back over, win this state back over, and do the things necessary to get back on track in a in a positive way. We have to do what you just said. We have no choice. Absolutely right. You're the man, so, Conrad. Yeah. I appreciate you very That's much. No, left we, left we right. really don't disagree on a whole lot. And 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 I, again, I am not a fan of our open primaries either. But it is what it is. And I don't like doing end-arounds to fix them, which I felt like what was happening this last weekend. So I want to fix them as much as anyone, but I want to do it in the right manner as well. Now, as a business person and somebody that, understands the marketing and advertising end of things. We actually have a grand opportunity to bring people into our fold if we would do that correctly. So I'm also one of those to where you can look at everything as a negative or a positive depending upon how you look at it. I don't like open primaries. But we've got it, so use it to your advantage. Go out and solicit as many of those people to come into your side and vote and join your team and use that in a positive way, not a negative way. There's ways to do this. The problem is, though, when you get to where we think there's only one person, I'll use the Joe O'Day end of things that we had this last go-around, where a lot of folks internally in the party wanted the opposition And I hate even using his name because of what happened in the end, so I don't think I will. I'll just use Joe's name. Not that I like Joe any better, but at least he didn't do what Hanks did. So there were people out there on our side that really wanted one individual and wanted that person to win the primary. And at assembly, that's the name that came up and put his name on the primary. But because we have a situation in Colorado where you can petition on to the ballot. For those of you that doesn't know what that means, if you don't go through that assembly process, caucus, and all of that, and you want to be on the ballot, you can petition on. Go out, get enough signatures, round up enough people that are on your side, and you can petition on to the ballot. And it happens. I don't know when that changed in Colorado, but it's been that way for a while now. You can petition on. That's what Joe O'Day did. So Joe petitioned on. Now, The Democrats did some very, in my opinion, unethical things. They ran ads against some of those in our party that made one person come out ahead of the other. And they spent a lot of money in doing so. And they did that because they felt like it would be an easier win for them if a particular person won. Well, frankly... We're so screwed up on our side that, in my opinion, they blew a lot of money they really didn't need to spend in the first place because they're not real smart either. They could have just sat back and watched us implode, and it would have been just fine anyways. So they really spent a lot of money they didn't need to and ended up getting Michael Bennett back in as their senator. And, again, you can't beat Michael Bennett in Colorado on any given day. you're, You're really in bad shape as a party, and we couldn't do it. We couldn't do it. We had infighting. We had Hanks, who at the end went libertarian, told all of his supporters to go vote that way instead. Don't vote for Joe. We had our side splintered because, you know, Joe's view on abortion, which, again, I don't agree with at all. But he was still a better choice than Michael Bennett. And I at least felt like if you could get Joe elected, there was a hope and a chance to sway him in his belief system on abortion more so than I ever would be able to sit and talk to a Michael Bennett but as it turned out we couldn't get our stuff together on our side and so now we have Michael Bennett for another six years that was a great example of where we could have embraced what was in front of us but instead we fought like cats and dogs as a party and wonder why we have Michael Bennett back and folks flat out that's leadership or lack thereof as a party, and Dave, our current Dave Williams, our current GOP chair, was not the chair during that time. That was Krista Burton Brown, KBB. And I'm not knocking either one of them, but they both, in my opinion, lacked in that area of leadership, Krista couldn't get the party together when it came to which candidate to get behind. Christy, sorry, Christy, Christy Burton Brown, KBB. You, you, you have to get your party in unison, like Conrad said a moment ago, if you're going to win those types of elections, that's leadership. And we don't have it. And and by the way, I like both people. I like Christy, I like Dave. I've met them, I've talked to them. I have nothing against either one of them. There's a lot of people I have nothing against. That doesn't mean they're a good leader. There's a lot of Folks in ministry that I love and adore, but they suck as leaders. That doesn't mean they're bad people, they're just not good leaders. There's a lot of great business people that I love and adore, but they're not great leaders. Okay, I can go down the list. Just because you're not a leader doesn't mean I don't like you, but it does mean you're not a good leader. And if you're not a good leader, you're not going to get things done that you need to get done with whatever organization you happen to be a part of. It's that simple. Folks, this is not rocket science, not by any stretch of the imagination. But somehow, some way, we've missed what I'm saying. And we vote in personalities, or we vote in this particular person because they fit our principles more than the next one does, and on and on and on we go. And I'm not saying principles aren't great, but are we winning with them? That's a serious question I'm asking all of you. Are we winning with them? I'm not saying we should compromise our principles, but if that's the only thing we use to win with, we're never going to win. Because you can be a very, very, very principled person, suck as a leader, and not take a party where they need to go. I, I've Again, I've been around the ministry end of things my whole life. I grew up in the church, and I'll use that as an example. There's many a minister that principally, spiritually, as far as all that goes, solid as rocks. You, you won't find better people. But they may not be able to lead more than a 100-person church in their entire lifetime. They're solid. They're great. They're solid individuals, morally, spiritually, all of that. They're great, great, great individuals. But they'll never lead more than a 100-person church. Why? They don't have the leadership skills to do it. Folks, I'm talking very serious, and these are the things that happen inside of organizations that, by the way, no one wants to admit. And, and I can say this firsthand because I've been involved in a lot of these organizations, churches, auto industry, other places where some people get elected just because they're well-liked. They're a good guy. You know, people like being around them. Doesn't mean at the end of the day they're going to lead the organization where it needs to go. These are hard conversations, by the way, to have because no one likes to offend. But leadership in and of itself is offensive. offensive. Because when you lead in a way that takes an organization places, you're going to offend people along the way. It's just the way it is. Jesus Christ himself was a perfect example of that. Did he offend people? Absolutely he did, to the point they crucified him over it. Did he offend? Nonstop. Did he offend great leaders, other leaders, in this, in this, especially in the religious sect? Absolutely he did. He upset, he upset them greatly. Because of his stance on things. And by the way, he was a great leader. The greatest of all time. Did he know how to lead people? Absolutely. Did people despise him for it? Absolutely. Do they still despise him for it? Absolutely. 2,000 plus years since he's been on this earth, they still despise him. So being a great leader doesn't mean you're going to be liked. In fact, you'll be hated by a lot. But you'll still be a great leader. Something our party has lost sight of. And at one time, we had great leaders in our party. We really did. We've lost that, unfortunately. And I, I'm just going to be frank with you all. I thought Donald Trump was going to be one of those great leaders. I love that guy, loved him in 2016. I still love him as an individual, but he sucks as a leader. He didn't when he was president. He started losing that edge as a leader in the last year of his presidency. He started ignoring the keys to being a great leader. He forgot who his market was. He got too tantalized by his own base. He became too egotistical for the likes of many. And in turn, he lost the very people that he needed to win the next election in 2020. I'm being very frank with all of you, and I hope you're listening and taking this to heart. Am I an expert in these areas? I'm not an expert in anything, folks. Trust me, I've got a lot to learn in every area. Do I have a lot of life experience with the things that we're talking about? Yes, I absolutely do. That—that that I do have. I've, like I said, I've sat on many a board, been involved in many a leadership you know, end of things. I've been to many, many leadership seminars, discussions, and so on. And yes, I understand all of that very well. I've watched certain things fail because of lack of leadership. I have watched organizations struggle because of lack of leadership. I'm watching my own party right now struggle because of it. And if those of you out there listening don't agree with me, I don't know what to tell you. I'm sorry. That, that is the biggest struggle we have right now is leadership. I'm not sure our party even understands the meaning of the word. We've lost that. And I'm telling you, if we don't get that back, we won't win another election. We have to figure out how to be better leaders in our party and raise up better leaders in our party or we're not going to win. It's as simple as that. Affordable Interest Mortgage is next. Kurt Rogers, who, by the way, is a leader in his industry, and he's a great guy. Love talking to him. He's great to be around, and he will help you with any mortgage decisions and questions you have. 720-895-0500.
7: Many of you are seeing your credit card rate around 18 to 21%. With the feds continuing to raise rates, it's getting harder to stretch that dollar. Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500 if you currently have a low rate on your mortgage but the other debts are not giving you any breathing room consider refinancing and getting a blended rate in the fours now is the time take aim 7208950500 get that blended rate in the fours and lower your total monthly payment 67800 a month we can show you how to lower your monthly debt and keep more of your money all with a low blended rate take aim 7208950500 locally owned and serving colorado since 2001 let us show you how to own your home faster and pay less interest. Our experience will save you money. 720-895-0500. Affordable interest mortgage. That's 720-895-0500. Start saving 67800 a month now and breathe again. NMLS 298191 regulated by Door Equal Credit Lender.
5: If you're a thought of a touchless faucet yeah they work really well it's something high five can put in for you and they're really slick so anything you need when it comes to upgrades high five can help you with all of that just give them a call today 877 we high five
4: high five plumbing has made convenience for their customers a top priority high five maintains a well-stocked inventory readily available for their technicians at all times So the technician who comes out to help you remains at your home to complete the project the same day. On the rare occasion they need a part, another team member will bring the part to them, leaving no more I'll be back in three hours visits. On top of that, their window for service is only two hours, respecting your valuable time and notifying you when they are on the way. Hi5 Plumbing also offers weekend appointments and evening appointments to meet your busy schedule. High Five makes every effort to make your plumbing experience convenient and hassle-free. You can call or email to schedule your plumbing services with High Five. You want a company who makes your time their priority. So call High Five for that at 1-877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. Or just go to klzradio.com plumbing today.
5: Premier Home Remodels, folks. Again, anything you need when it comes to remodel a project, something you're even thinking of doing, have the guys out and find out exactly what they can do for you, and they'll help you with all of it from beginning to end. We're doing that right now in our house and had Wade out today, by the way. So anything you need, give them a call. Find them at klzradio.com.
0: Premier Home Remodels will help you add more space to your home. There is a growing trend in building additional dwelling units right now. Whether the additional unit is a mother-in-law suite, an outdoor patio, an additional room, or simply just extra space, Premier will guide you expertly through the entire process. Your home will increase in value and there will always be a market for homes with new additional rooms. And when adding an additional dwelling unit, you will always have an open and direct line of communication with the Premier Project Manager. Premier Home Remodels works with an experienced, licensed, and insured network of professionals with over 20 years in their trade, so you know your expansion project will be in good hands, as promised. For your home addition, contact Premier Home Remodels by visiting klzradio.com remodel.
5: All right, Roof Savers of Colorado, and Dave Hart will help you with any need you have on your roof, extending the life of, repairing, replacing the entire thing. Call Dave today, have him out to look at your roof, 303-710-6916.
3: Summer hailstorms have returned with a bang, leaving roofs across the front range in need of repair or replacement. You need to know what options will be best for your home.
5: Here at Roof Savers Colorado, we pride ourselves in helping homeowners maintain their roofs through hail or shine. We work with any insurance company to get your damaged roof the replacement it needs. However, if you are looking to get more life out of your current roof, we also offer a 100% plant-based rejuvenation treatment that gives new roof performance without all the new roof costs.
3: With over 20-plus years of roofing experience, we believe in helping you determine the right solution for your situation and through every season. If you think your roof has been a victim of hail, contact us to set up your free inspection and receive an honest evaluation about the condition of your roof.
5: Call today at 303-710-6916. That's 303-710-6916. Or go to roofsaversco.com to keep a durable roof over your head.
0: Now, back to Rush to Reason. Brought to you by Absolute
5: Electrical Plumbing, Heating, and Air. All right, we are back. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. All right. going to shift gears here for a minute and talk about the other side. There was an article of late that was in the New York Post. Some of you may have read it. Some of you may have not. So for those of you that didn't, this was August 8th. Or sorry, August the 6th was when this was out. Saturday. Or it must have been the 5th it was Saturday. Sorry, the 5th. At any rate, doesn't matter. Title, headline reads, Meet Jared Polis, a Democratic governor who actually cares about freedom. (laughs) Now, this is an opinion piece. But as I looked at that, this is by John Stossel, who I kind of like, kind of don't. Because he's not always right. He's done a lot of great things. He has done a lot of great pieces, even on recycling, for example, which I have used and stolen from him over and over again. So there's a lot of things I agree with him on. This opinion piece, I do not, because he frankly just doesn't know our governor all that well. So let me read a few things from this for you. There is actually a Democratic governor who cares about economic freedom, Governor Jared Polis. Before Polis got into the ugly field of government, he did useful work. He was an entrepreneur. He started an online flower company. Well, and it goes on to say, modernizing his parents' greeting card company. Well, there's more to that story than John knows. Jared took over his parents' business, and to his credit, he made it flourish, and it went a lot further than it ever did under his parents, but he didn't start anything from scratch. He took what they had and made it better, which, again, I'll still give him credit where credit is due. Part of that story, though, that, of course, isn't in this opinion piece is the reason his last name is Polis is because he took on his mother's maiden name after he had some altercations with an employee in one of his businesses where there was some supposed battery that went on. He pushed a lady. Most of you will never hear that story. It'll never be in the press because it's been buried. And yes, that's a true story. You can go do that. You can look that one up for yourself. It's still, I'm guessing, out on the Internet someplace. And I know some of this because of being in Colorado my whole life. Now, so At that point, to kind of scrub some of that, he took on his mother's maiden name, and the rest is history. So he founded, going on with the story here, he founded Charter Schools, an Internet access company, Spanish-speaking movie theaters, and an agricultural Agriculture Venture Fund. He sold the flower and greeting card companies for more than a billion dollars. Yes, that is true. Polis says being an entrepreneur really helped prepare me for public service in ways people don't expect. Wait, I don't like the way he used the term public service. I think you did public service when you ran a business. I would agree with John on that one, by the way. Why is only government called public service? I do like to think this is Polis talking. Any company that adds value does something in, more efficient, in a more efficient way. A better way is certainly a form of service as well. Polis responded. Good, he's right. Certainly Amazon, Starlink, Apple, Google, etc. provide more service to the public than most governments do. Heck, government often just gets in the way. Yes, I agree with John on that one. In Denver, officials shut down a kid's lemonade stand because the kids didn't have a permit. That's typical. I once tried to get such a permit to open a lemonade stand in New York City. The government website promised to make the pro- the process easy. It didn't. There were mysterious acronyms like EIN, which is an employment identification number. Some instructions were intelligible. Un- unintelligible, I should say. Others were just ridiculous, like making me buy a governor- government-approved fire extinguisher for my lemonade stand. Government in general does a lot of things that aren't necessary, Bullis admits. He signed a bill to make it legal in Colorado for anyone under 18 to run an occasional business without a permit. Okay, we'll give credit where credit's due. Polish pushes other ideas meant to make it easier for people to succeed. He wants to get rid of Colorado's income tax. That is a true statement. He does. Now, he's never said what he wants to replace that with, but he does want to get rid of it. It penalizes success, he says. Income is something that's good. We've often reduced the income tax twice in Colorado— or we've reduced the tax twice in Colorado since I've been here. Not by much. It only dropped from 4.63 to 4.4, but still, those are unusual words, especially from a Democrat. Polis also uses, or has also taken a different take on fighting inflation. Fight it with immigration and getting rid of tariffs. That's something I rarely hear from politicians from either party. Tariffs in particular, penalize trade, says Polis. Trade is a good thing. If two people, willing partners, both have something, then both want what the other has, They make an exchange. They're both better off. We should not penalize that. Regarding immigration, he says, we have an artificial labor shortage because we have people who are here today and are perfectly willing to work. They just don't have the right federal permit to work. During COVID, Polis ordered statewide closures, but he lifted them faster than other Democrat run states. Let's stop there for a moment because he barely did. And he was pretty draconian in the things we had going on in Colorado during COVID. To the point where, if you weren't wearing a mask, you are a selfish bastard. That's what he said publicly from his little bully pulpit. So he's not as much about freedom as John would make it sound, because I can tell you during COVID, he wasn't very freedom-loving. He put a lot of restaurants out of business because of the policies he implemented during COVID with his executive orders. So he's not as fun-loving as this article makes it sound. And hopefully there'll be people out there that will point out the things that I just said if and when Polis decides to run for president. I say probably when more than if. I think he will. This is an article, by the way, setting him up for some of that. Very good, Polis responds. We put a lot of the corner drug dealers out of business. Oh, sorry, I got to back up. Your state led the country in drug legalization, marijuana, and now psychedelics. This is a good thing, I ask. Very good, polish responds. We put a lot of the corner drug dealers out of business. It created jobs, tax revenue, and it's led to a safer product. Well, again, let's stop there for a moment. Has it? It made a lot of people rich. Some of them I know very well. Did it put all the corner drug dealers out of business? No, because when you tax something and you can buy go buy something without that tax on it, that product still becomes valuable and those dealers still make money. So no, you didn't put all the drug dealers out of business. It did create jobs. It created some tax revenue, although there's debate on how much it really created and where has that gone. And did it lead to a safer product? That one I have no answers. I don't use the product. I don't know. I can't answer that. Polis isn't threatened by the negative sides of drug use. I think it's ultimately a matter of personal responsibility. If you want to use marijuana to drink, to smoke, that's your prerogative. The government shouldn't be deciding that for you. Now, with that, I will agree. It's rare and refreshing to hear a Democrat talk about individual freedom. Unfortunately, he becomes squishy on freedom when it comes to Colorado forcing bakers and website designers to work for events they oppose. He also expanded government-run schools. Now, taxpayers must pay for preschools. I bet that doesn't end well. So John's not 100% in his camp, fortunately. I'll cover that and other issues where we disagree in a future column. So I appreciate John in this one. It's not quite what the headline reads, as you read through this a little more with John. I don't know that I would have used that headline in this opinion piece. Whether he gets a choice on that or not, I don't know how that actually works. I don't work for the New York Post or run it. He pointed out some good things here, although, again, some of the History of Jared Polis isn't spelled out very well in this piece, probably because John doesn't know it, like a lot of us that have been around here for a very long time do. The other thing that didn't get mentioned in here is Polis runs a state much like he, or much like the place he grew up in, Estes Park and Boulder, that were run by communists, and still are. That's not in this article. That's where he grew up, for those of you that may not know that. He grew up in the same area I grew up in. I didn't turn out as a communist, though, as you all know. But that's the area that I grew up in as well. There's other stories I can, you know, some of you may or may not know this, but my family, my grandfather, who started a car dealership in Boulder in 1946, used to deal with Jared's family. That's the history my family has. So, again, I know things that most don't because of, said history. I'm not saying Jared's a bad guy. He's a democrat. That makes him a bad guy in my eye right off the right off the bat. He looks at life differently than I do. He believes in control, I believe in freedom. So, let me take a break. We'll come right back. I'll get things tidied up here in this last segment. Golden Eagle Financial is next. Al Smith wants to help you with all of your future financial needs, by the way, and getting to retirement and staying there. And to do that, just call Al. Don't forget, tomorrow, he's got a very special guest joining him on his program between 2 and 2.30. Find Al at klzradio.com. You've been saving
3: diligently for years without the help of an advisor like Golden Eagle Financial. So why should you start now? Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial knows that when your nest egg is small, you can get by with an automated service or app. But as your savings grow, you need a trusted personal advisor like Al to help you navigate difficult market conditions. Golden Eagle Financial plans can make up to 20% more than automated services on average, meaning you'll create more income when you need it. Al Smith's 30 years of experience has taught him how to keenly watch the market, and it tells him when it's smart to make a move based on your risk tolerance. You need Golden Eagle Financial to make objective calls on your assets and protect your nest egg in the smartest, most thoughtful way don't take your retirement plans into your own hands trust the experience of al smith of golden eagle financial and protect your future by going to KLZradio.com slash money today investment advisory services offered through brookstone capital management llc a registered investment advisor bcm and golden eagle financial limited are independent of each other insurance products and services are not offered through bcm but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents
5: can our Home Transitions, again, ask about the Reup program. Those of you that need some remodeling and things done before a sale where you could maximize the sale, they have a program to help you with that. And again, that's the reup program. Ask them how that works today. Find them at KLZRadio.com.
6: You're stuck. You need to sell that house. Inflation means a remodel is going to cost a fortune, and high interest rates means your price is spiraling by the day. K&R Home Transitions uses a revolutionary new service called ReUP to do it all for you. Reup will remodel your home at no upfront cost and split the profit with you when the home sells. Think about it, sure. You could remodel the place yourself, put in the work, hire and pay the contractors, clean the messes and market it online yourself. But your time is valuable and you don't have months to do it and foot the bill for the work up front. You want your place sold now and for what you feel it is worth. KNR knows your market. They know what sells and they can be a one-stop shop so you can go about your life without worrying about the stress that comes with doing a remodel to sell. Get started now by going to klzradio.com home or call them at 720-437-8210. That's 720-437-8210.
0: As independent brokers, GIA Insurance can help you navigate through the maze of health insurance options so you get the right plan to fit your needs at the best premium. GIA never charges fees, and your premiums will never be any higher than going directly to the insurance companies or buying online. Call 303-423-0162, extension 100. It's time to leave your safe space. This is Rush to Reason on
5: KLZ 560. All right, Joe sent me this because I had not seen this. I knew about Ford losing the you know billions of dollars on EVs. It's up to $4.5 billion right now. And it's, it's actually larger than most people had thought it would be. Now, in a related story... I talked about this in the first hour, said I would talk about this in the first hour. Qualifying residents can get EV rebates totaling up to $26,500 depending upon the cost of the vehicle and their household income. So for some, that means they could buy a $40,000 EV for as little as 13500 out of pocket. Now, folks, that is not the way it should work, period. I, as a taxpayer, should not be subsidizing somebody else buying anything especially a car. But again, in Colorado, and the way it breaks down is we have a current $5,000 tax credit, the most generous state-level incentive available. So if you combine that with some of the other federal rebates that are out there, and there's an XL rebate as well, XL right now will give you $5,500 on a new EV and $3,000 for a used EV. There's price restrictions on these, by the way. You've got to keep your EV under $80,000 for trucks, vans, and SUVs and under $50,000 for all vehicles. Which, for the most part, you can do depending upon what you're buying. The U.S. EV tax credit is under $300,000 for married couples, $225,000 for head of households, $150,000 for individuals. That's to get the $7,500 $7500 EV discount for new, 4000 for used. Colorado EV credit is new only at 5000. That's $80,000 and under on all vehicles and there's no income restrictions. There's if you're a low cost EV tax credit, if you buy a $35,000 or less vehicle, you get another $2500 of rebates in Colorado. And then the Colorado Vehicle Exchange Program is $6,000 for a new EV, $4,000 for a used EV. This is $50,000 and under vehicles, and it's 80% median income or enrolled in assistance programs. So you have to be, I don't know what the median income in Colorado is right now. I think it's 46 and some change, so you've got to be 80% of that or be enrolled in an assistance program. So to Joe's point, you could get your 7500, your 5,000, your 2500. So you got 10, 15, 16 plus your other five sorry, I didn't say that right. It's It's a total of 26 five. So 7500, your 10, 15, 21, and another 5500 is six five. That's what you can end up getting total. If you fit all the right boxes. So go out and buy a $40,000 EV. If you're in the right income bracket, you could end up only paying thirteen five for a said vehicle. Now, the way that works is you have to pay for the vehicle initially and then have all of that coming back as you file taxes, of course. It's not just a check you get. It's not a discount off the price of the car at the dealer when you're taking delivery. But still... It makes it pretty lucrative for somebody in that segment buying a car. and Those are tax dollars. Those are your, that's your dollars. I, I shouldn't remind people of this, but I will. Government has no money, state, federal, or otherwise. Cities, counties, they have no money. The money they have is yours and mine that we pay in taxes. Without that, they don't have any money. Government sometimes needs to be taught that as well. We need to remind ourselves of that, but every time I see a post someplace where it says, well, you know, that's the government. They have all sorts of money. You no, know, they have none. They have yours and mine. They have zero money. We, as taxpayers at times, need a reminder of that on a routine basis, that they have zero dollars. The dollars they have is the dollars they get from us, and from us only. So... Anyways, somebody also messaged this in. Denver 7 has yet another COVID story. They just now posted how cases are ramping up. And there's a story about how airline delays will increase because of climate change. Both of those are ludicrous. Airplane delays will come because there's not enough airline workers and people even in the airports themselves and gate gate agents and ramp agents and on and on we go. And that I know firsthand from several different people inside the industry. And COVID cases are ramping up. I'll get into that with Dr. Kelly Victory on Thursday for sure. will be one of the first things we cover. Charlie sent me something today right along those same lines that I already added into my notes for for Thursday. Uh, Bottom line, our Colorado media outlets, 97431, they're just a bunch of left-wing rags. Sorry, they are. They are not reporting the real news at all. They're feeding the beast. That's all they do. Even the personnel changes they make, you can pretty much see what their agenda is. And to run a story on how COVID cases are ramping up, that's ridiculous. The, the type of COVID that's even left is so minor, these people have to be in the hospital for something else. And yet, they probably tested positive for COVID, so they get marked as a COVID patient. I doubt seriously if that's why they're in the hospital. Well, again, find out from Dr. Kelly on, Friday, on Thursday for sure. I had a text her a couple, of, a couple of weeks ago when Dr. Kelly was on talk about how she's some would-be doctor, wannabe doctor. I, I, I didn't even tell her that because I'm sure she would laugh just like I. Uh, no, she is a far cry from a would-be doctor or a wannabe doctor or a crackpot doctor. She is all but. And so far... Everything we've talked about in the last two and a half to three years, she has been dead on on. So it's hard to call somebody a crackpot that's been as right as much as she has. So I'll have her here on Thursday. Extreme Auto Repairs coming up next. Anything you need when it comes to your vehicle, the repair of, the maintenance of, you name it, they're there for you. Professional, they do their digital vehicle inspections. They'll let you know of a video of any problems that, they've, that you may have, send you that, I should say. And they've been a pillar in Parker since 1999. 303-841-1071.
0: Everyone has had a bad experience getting car repairs done. And that's what motivates the team at Extreme Auto Repair. Trust. Extreme wants to build lasting relationships with their clients. So when their ASC master mechanics do inspections, they use a computer program to document the whole process. And if something doesn't seem right, they use a small camera to give you a video of the problem so you can see for yourself. Extreme Auto Repair is also a pillar in the Parker community. Having established their shop in 1999 in the same location that they use now, Sean and the staff at Extreme built their business on word of mouth. Which says a lot about the confidence they inspire in their customers. Another trust indicator is that a large part of their business is built on repairing professional vehicles, ambulances, vans, and buses that can cause damage or even death if they break down. If ambulance services trust Extreme Auto Repair to maintain their vehicles, you should too. So go to klzradio.com/extreme to schedule your maintenance, repair, or inspection today. We don't yell at you. We inform you. Now, back to Rush to Reason.
5: Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. That's it for today, by the way. Uh, make sure you come back tomorrow, 3 o'clock. We'll have Health and Wellness Wednesday. Dr. Julie Gatza will be with us. We're going to learn how to keep your gut. I don't Safe is the right way to say it, but basically keep your gut in check when you're traveling. We'll be right back. Or sorry, we'll be back tomorrow, I should say. The first hour is up next is what I meant to say. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560.